10 to 1, episode 155. Potty training. Welcome to 10 to 1, the podcast where we make top 10 lists about everything. I'm Brian Kozer, and is our music at a good volume? We don't know. It's hard to tell. Yeah. Let us know. Sounds good in our headphones. I'm Melissa Kozer. I uh, I got interrupted right as I was opening my mouth because you started to yammer on about volume. But anyway. I think you'll be all right because you'll be talking the rest of the episode. Well. I'm sure you'll have some salient points to interject. You, uh, mm. I mean, you were here for some of these. You were here for when potty, or for when Penny potty trained. Yes. You've I, been around. I doubt I'll have anything to add that you don't already have. We'll see. All right. So, uh, let's just, uh, dive right into it. So this is both an exciting and a terrifying time when you're contemplating is my child ready to go potty by themselves? Yeah, and maybe before we jump in, shout out to David. Uh, yeah. I put his full name in our comments. David Hunt, who's just starting to potty train, he and his wife are hey, hang in there, potty David. training their son. So uh, Best of luck to you. So I promised we would get this episode out this week. This week. week. All Easter right. week. Or, re- no, not Easter week. Holy week. I really hope this is helpful to you guys, David. I, uh, I mean, if it's not, I'm sorry, but we'll see. We'll see. I bet it, I bet there'll be something in here you can use. Okay. Uh, so hopefully you've already been doing this. If not, it's never too late to start. Uh, I, my first point is timing. Timing is everything. Uh, before you, like you want to make even... it there before you have to go. <sighs> Well, yes, this is true. Timing, right? So, before you ever even uh, even contemplate starting to potty train them, you should be letting them watch you use the use the restroom. Uh, like for many adults, for many stay at home moms, going to the restroom is their like break away from the children for even just two minutes. Uh, but really, it's going to help so much if they see you using the restroom and talk about it. Don't make it, you know, to you, it might be kind of weird. But for them, they're just curious about what's going on with your body, with their body. That's what happens. And uh, talk through the process of where does pee come from and, and how do we make it? And same for poop. And like you're going to have so many discussions if you if you're a very prim and proper person. Uh, It's time to uh, just let all that go and start talking all about pee and poop uh, with your kids. Anyway, so let them see you uh, doing your stuff on the toilet because that's going to help them understand what to do. And that's way like way before you start potty training. All right. Now, uh, what happens when, yes, you're finally ready to actually potty train? Number one have the right timing. So make sure that there's no real big changes going on in your life, in their life. Uh, Usually it seems like most parents, uh, their kid hits uh, two years old and they're like, all right, here we go. 
uh, let's potty train. And I re- I think that's a little early. I mean, you know your child, you know what you are capable of. If you if you want to try for it, go for it. But uh, in my experience, it seems like two years old. That that's when a lot of kids are just starting to learn how to talk and make like actual vowel sounds, if nothing else. And so that's a big mental step for them. And if you throw in something as big as potty training, uh, that might it just might be too overwhelming. Um, so I would just I'd wait till. Um, Two and a half really has been sort of the sweet spot for us. Um, uh, and then I've also heard, now we have four girls, no boys. I've heard that boys potty train later than girls usually. Uh, they do everything later than girls. That's not a joke. That's that's just the fact. All right. Girls mature quicker than boys. Well, there you have it. I didn't want to say it. I wanted it to come from you. Hmm. Uh, so, uh, I, I know someone who has, oh, whatever. (laughs) God uses the foolish things of the world. Slow and steady wins the race. Um, anyway, so I've, I, I know somebody who, uh, they've been trying to potty train their son, uh, ever since he was two years old and it's been frustrating. And, uh, my advice has been, you know, just don't stress about it. Uh, take it easy. And if it's not working back off for a couple months and try again. Um, and maybe even wait till he's older. Uh, I'd say at least two and a half, probably closer to three. Uh, anyway, so wait till they're old enough. Uh, no big life changes. Uh, they need to be developmentally ready. Uh, it's best really if they can talk to you. Mom Mommy, I just went pee-pee or something like that. Mm. I need a diaper change. Those are signs that your child's probably uh, starting to be ready. Uh, now, other signs might be they're digging around in the in their diaper. Uh, the time that I decided to potty train Amber, our second child, was uh, after I had just come out from putting our third child down for a nap. I was greeted at the door by Amber with her hands covered with poop. And she grinned really big up at me and held out her hands and said, poo-poo. Mm-hmm. And I decided this is not ever happening again. <laughs> and so we decided to jump right into potty training. And she was the youngest. That was right at about two years old, maybe a little past. Um, but she could talk. She could understand that she had had a bowel movement. And that, um, and that it was yucky and that she was having fun with it. Um, and mommy has told her not to put her hands in her diapers. So when like they're understanding these things, um, those are signs of, uh, developmental mental preparation. Um, uh, they're mentally a little more ready. Uh, if they're staying dry for several hours at a time. That's mm. a good, good sign that they're ready. Uh, if they can dress themselves, put their shirt on backwards, upside down, whatever. If they can get both their legs in their pants um, and sure, maybe they need a little help pulling their pants up. But if if they're kind of getting the idea of how to dress themselves, that's another good sign. And the last thing under this point of timing is uh, I would say... 
try to try to pick a time when you've got three days, three straight days uh, where you're going to be home. You've done the grocery shopping, you've gassed up, or I don't know, you've done whatever errands that you need to do and you are ready to hunker down mm. and get this thing figured out. Ideally, uh, plan for a week. Now, that's not always manageable. Mm. It might not even be preferable. I mean, staying home for a week straight, uh, that's that's rough, uh, especially if you're in the thick of tough potty training uh, and it's not going very easy. Uh, if you have to get out, try to go right after your child has just gone potty or if they've had an accident, that means the tank is dry for a little bit, it's empty, <laughs> uh, get out then. Uh, but make sure that that uh, that you're timing this right. So ideally, at least three days that you can stay home and really, really focus on this. All right. Hmm. Step one, timing. Step two, attitude. All right. Moms, dads, this is all on you. You've got to stay positive and relaxed. Uh, as parents, we're so we're so invested in this. We want the kid to get potty trained. We'll be done once and for all with changing diapers. It's going to be great. We'll never have to worry. You hear the, all the stories about, yeah, my child trained themselves in a day and we hardly ever had an accident. Well, you probably don't have a unicorn or fairy child like that, okay? You probably have a regular kid who is going to have a lot of accidents, uh, just like our kids have. Even when they've gotten the hang of it, uh, buckle down. That is not the end of uh, cleaning up messes. There's still going to be a lot of accidents. It's okay. They're still learning. Um, I mean, it's it's not always an easy thing to control those, uh, those parts of their bodies. So, uh, I mean, we still have some some accidents sometimes with Lydia and she's six. Uh, it's not very often, but it happens and it's okay. And, uh, the, I know for me, it's been difficult. Like you get to the point of, it's like, you're how old and you're still having accidents. No, that's not the right answer. It's okay. Accidents happen. Um, if it's once in a while, uh, even if it's several times a week, stay positive. Uh, I mean, especially the younger they are, the more accidents they're going to have. But if, if they're older and they're still having accidents, uh, shaming them about it is not going to help. It's just going to create setbacks for you and for them. Yeah. That's good. General parenting advice. I know. To not get stressed about things and messes or yeah. you can clean up a mess. I that's, know. It's one of the less, uh, <laughs> I know, One but of the easiest things. But when it, it comes it to annoying. waste material from the body, it's, I know. it's gross. I don't. So it's it's a little more stressful. It is, but and that's why it's good advice to take uh, a deep yeah. breath and yeah. Just remember, Rome wasn't potty trained in a day. Ah, I I assume you have that joke written down. Well. Earlier, as I was thinking up this, uh, you know, thinking through this podcast, that came to me and I thought, that's brilliant. I will write it down. But it was going to be off the cuff. It was off the cuff when I was rehearsing this. So I was pretty <laughs> proud of it. I wish I wish you had laughed at it instead of <laughs> instead of taking the tack you did. 
<laughs> but I'm going to stay chill about this. All right. So timing, attitude, step three, preparation. So uh, what you want to do, go out and get underwear. Shop for underwear with your kid. With your kid. Let them pick it out. That will get them excited. Explain to them that uh, they're not going to go. Uh, they can't go uh, potty in underwear like they do in a diaper. The underwear is for, for big kids, for grown-ups. We want to keep it dry, keep it clean. And so uh, make it a big thing. Wow, you're you're big enough to wear underwear now. And when we get home, we're going to put the diapers away and it'll be just for nighttime. More on that later. And, uh, and emphasize that part. That's, that's been a big, um, kind of a big driving force for our kids is, is being able to wear underwear now. Mm. And, uh, this is the time to get all the fun patterns and colors and stuff. Uh, let's see. So you want to get underwear. I would say get about 18. Again, there's going to be a lot of messes. You want a bunch of underwear, uh, so that you're not having to do laundry constantly. So um, what about pull-ups? Those transitional diapers that are shaped like underwear. What do you think about those? I'm not a fan. From what I've read, um, I, I did a fair bit of research with uh, prior to potty training Lydia, our first one. And uh, from what I understood, it seemed like most kids feel like those are just diapers uh, still. That they can pull up and down, but it doesn't, like, they still go on them just as much as they would in a regular diaper. And they don't try to keep them dry and clean. Uh, which is why we have always just gone straight for underwear. Um, okay, back to preparation. Get underwear. I would say get a small step stool, one that you can put in front of the toilet. And then one that you can put in front of the the sink where they can climb up and wash their hands, get a small potty seat. This has been amazing for us. They make uh, these little yeah. seats that can go on top of the toilet uh, and it's got handles so that the child can reach behind them and sit and, you know, sort of lower themselves down onto it. And it's a little hole that's big enough, uh, you know, for the pee and the poop to go down into the toilet, but it's, they won't fall in. Because that big toilet seat can look like a, a yawning hole that they could fall into. And it's kind of scary. So a little seat that can go on top of the big seat mm. really takes away from the fear factor. Uh, and then we've gotten the practice potty, which uh, is it's one that you can carry around with you from room to room so that you're not just stuck wherever the bathroom is. Uh, or within running distance of the bathroom. And that takes away from the stress of it, too. If you can't make it to the big potty, okay, we there's the practice potty right over there. Um, and that helped a lot with Lydia and Amber. Uh, and usually the, uh, we have a little monster uh, practice potty. It's got a little monster face on it. And it's fun, and the kids get all excited about that. Penny was had so much fun of going taking the practice potty with her everywhere. and um, and then when she did finally pee in it, then she'd take the little bucket over to the toilet and pour it in the pee. And like just doing it herself, she felt so excited about it. So underwear, a couple of step stools, a small potty seat, practice potty, cleaning supplies for the inevitable messes, 
And then any rewards that you might need. More on that later. Uh, we'll, uh, you might need some rewards. Uh, and so it's time to stock up now. I would suggest stickers and mini M&Ms. Maybe you drop a... Uh, it doesn't have to be fancy. A little a little potty chart uh, that they can put a sticker on um, for when they successfully went. All right. Timing, attitude, preparation. Step four, empower them. Potty mm. training is much less about you not changing diapers. It's <laughs> like that. that's the attitude that we come at it from, mm -hmm. but we need to stop uh, with that attitude. It's more about your child is now able to do a grown-up thing by themselves. They're no longer dependent on you to change their mess. Uh, they don't have to... There's been so many times where Penny said, Mommy, I'm poopy. It's like, well, I'm in the middle of, you know, whatever. I'm cooking dinner. I'm I'm helping somebody else with their mess that happened. You're going to have to wait and stew in your own juices for a little bit. No. Now they can go take care of their needs when they need, when it arises. And so empower your child. That's why you're getting all these other supplies that I mentioned in the previous steps so that they can get up to the potty on their own or sit on the little practice potty that's close by. They can reach the sink to wash their own hands after they've gone potty. Uh, they're learning to control their body and listen to it. They need to be able to do the process by themselves. By the way, uh, good habits start right now, right from the very beginning. Teach how to wash your hands, get hands wet. They get some soap, they rub and I, I have them count to 10 and, and like, it's a good, good time to teach them how to count to 10, by the way, one, two, and like you say it with them and, uh, and it becomes like this fun little ritual. Um, it can be, um, it, if you make it fun and, and just relaxed. Mm. Um, and it's, it's kind of cute to hear them, hear Penny, uh, chanting out loud to herself and mm -hmm. she'll go, uh, one, three, 14, 16, you know, and she's counting slow and she's getting it all wrong, mm -hmm. but it's cute. Uh, let's see. Part of empowering is once you, once you let them run around with pants on, buy pants that are easy to pull up and pull down. Mm. Um. I hate jeans uh, for for little little girls because they're such a pain. Uh, hmm. I don't. I I have stayed away from jeans until Lydia was six years old, and now she's so proud of the fact that she has one pair of jeans that she calls them her grown up pants because she has jeans just like mom does. <laughs> um, but they're so difficult for a child to pull up and down. They mm. need a stretchy, elastic waistband um, that they can pull up and down by themselves. Again, it's all about um, them being able to do that. By the way, part of them doing it is if they have an accident, they need to help clean up and then wash their hands after they've helped cleaning up. If they make a mess, show them how to help clean up. Obviously, they're going to need help. I mean... I doubt that they're going to be able to clean up the mess on their own ever mm. all by themselves, but they need to be part of the help, part of the cleanup process. Cause otherwise it's pretty much just back to you cleaning them up after a diaper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, that's 
it seems like that's another parenting tip you could generalize that you want to work with them. I mean, once, obviously, when they're a baby, you're doing everything for them. But pretty early on, you're you're transitioning to mm-hmm. we're working together. We're working together to clean your room. We're working together to get dinner on the table. Mm-hmm. And then they're learning as they're doing with you. And uh, they're becoming more responsible by doing. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's how you... That's how you're going to train them. Right. Both in knowledge and in... Um, Making decisions. And, right. Yeah. Right. Well, it's it's so easy. Like, you can do it so much more quickly and efficiently. And it's it's a trap that's so easy to fall into of, I'll just do it myself. Yeah. Uh, and you can't do that. They've got to be part of the process. Even if it's going to take forever and make a bigger mess. But it's worth it. In the long run. All right. Uh, Timing, attitude, preparation, and power. Praise is number five. Make a big deal out of anything positive. Sure, they had a mess for the 16th time today. But this time, at least they tried to hold it until they reached the potty. That's something. (laughs) Uh, You know, they... They ended up peeing right next to the potty instead of five feet away from the potty. That's good. They got a little bit closer. Show them, you know, it's it's a process. Uh, some kids, they'll get it right away. Other kids, it's it's one step closer to the potty at a time. And and this is where it's really hard. I had I had some really hard times with Lydia and Amber um, because... Uh, usually it was like day one, nothing, nothing happened. Uh, we really made no progress at all. Day two, it seemed like maybe we were starting to get into a bit of a power struggle and child is starting to learn how to control their body, but they still don't, they're resisting the idea of going on the potty. And then usually day three, uh, you know, the resurrection has occurred. The sun is shining out and uh, finally, they're they're going on the potty and loving it and blah blah blah. So, uh, the the first couple days can be hard, but you've got again you got to have a, have a good attitude. You got to stay positive. You got to praise them for for the good stuff and sympathize about setbacks. Sometimes, like they'll feel really discouraged and like if they're if they're trying real hard. They have another setback. They have mm-hmm. another accident. Uh, help them to not stress about it. Say, mm. it's okay. Um, accidents happen. We'll try again next time. And uh, and help them to realize that you're on their side. You're, this is um, this is a, it's, I want to say it's a team effort. It's not because it's it's, you know. It's up to them. They've got to get to the, the toilet in time, but you you're gonna you're gonna be their friend through it all. You're not gonna be upset when they when they fail miserably. All right, step six: hydrate. <laughs> they can't go potty. They can't pee if they're not getting enough to drink during the day. So, yeah. give them have them drink a lot of water, and then. About 30 to 60 minutes after you've had them drink, try having them uh, go on the potty. 
And if they have an accident before then, okay, now you know about how long it takes for uh, the water to go through their little system. If, um, if they successfully made it to the toilet, then you know, okay, that's about how long um, I need to set the timer for before mm. I have them try again. And whenever, they, whenever it is that they pee, uh, whether they made it to the toilet or not, have them drink more water again uh, right after that. And, and stay consistent about it. I mean, write reminders on the back of your hand or whatever you need to uh, to help you remember to keep this going. Because otherwise, it's all going to uh, be loosey-goosey. They'll be um, peeing at times when you're not expecting it, when it's not convenient. You'll have forgotten, oh yeah, when was the last time that I I told you to go potty? And and turns out it was actually just five minutes ago and the child gets a little frustrated. Um, a lot of... A lot of uh, websites, when I was researching how to potty train, they said, like, take your child every 15 to 20 minutes and have them sit on the potty. Um, set a timer. And I I tried that with both Lydia and Amber. And, man, that was exhausting for me. It was frustrating for them. Uh, because, like, I mean, unless you're having them take sips every 5 to 10 minutes, which they don't usually want to do then they're uh they're sitting on the toilet for nothing there's nothing that's really going to come out so just have them get a you know get really hydrated drink several big gulps and then uh take it easy for a good half hour don't don't stress about it that'll take the stress off of you it'll take it off of them uh that you're not constantly on them to all right you th- do you feel like you need to go potty let's go potty quick quick <laughs> um uh all right, so that was number six, hydrate. Number seven, baby steps. Again, uh, just relax about this. When we when we get into potty training mode, we're like, okay, we are going to learn this today. Yeah, you might not. <laughs> they might not learn it in one day. Uh, with Lydia and Amber, it took uh, at least three days, and. Even then, we still had accidents, uh, a fair bit of accidents uh, in the days following once they got it and the weeks following and the months following. It's okay. So what we always did is first off, we would do all bottoms off. No pants, no underwear. All they're wearing is a shirt for a little bit, a modicum of decent. Uh, And you let them run around. They get to feel what it's like to have the pee trickling down them. Uh, and, and it's kind of uncomfortable and it's sort of weird and they don't like it. Okay, so uh, what we're going to do is next time we'll try to get to the toilet. Uh, once they get the hang of that, without the extra step of having to pull down the underwear and try to keep it dry, then we would do, then we'd throw an underwear into the mix. All right, now that you've made it to the toilet uh, successfully several times, let's see if you can keep your underwear dry too. And... Uh, run to the toilet, add in the extra step of having to pull it, pull your underwear down, and then sit down on the toilet. Then after that, if they got once they've gotten the hang of that, we throw in pants too, uh, for the full full measure of of potty training. And then so there's uh, there's baby steps on on the clothes that they wear. Baby steps on getting them to first get the hang of going in the practice potty. Which by the way. 
ideally this is a very temporary temporary measure like you want them going in the big potty but the practice potty is there to to help them get, gain confidence after they get pretty confident on that and ma like make that thing disappear overnight it's gone I don't know where it went, but look, there's this nice big con potty conveniently over here with a fun seat on it. Um, and then eventually, like, I wouldn't take away the little t potty seat that you've got up there. Let them, they'll let you know when they're ready to just go on the big potty without the little potty seat on there. Um, let them be comfortable with that that little potty seat and, and, and it'll be fine. And then baby steps for... Uh, uh, total potty training. Again, it, there's going to be accidents. Focus on getting them, uh, pretty much accident free during the day before you work on nighttime training. Nighttime training is a whole nother ball game. Uh, that's going to be, oh, I don't know. It was several months after they were, uh, daytime trained before we would attempt nighttime training. Mm. And that's okay. Yeah. You, If you were thinking, yeah, we're going to save a lot of money not have to buy diapers anymore. It's one diaper a night. It's not that many. It's it's fine. Um, And and there's different strategies for that, uh, like limit, making sure they're staying hydrated throughout the day and then only giving them a little bit to drink right before bedtime and so forth. Um, And then the last thing is kids usually master pee before poop. And of course, we really want both of the same to be mastered. I'm sorry, it's not usually that way. Hmm. And, and you're going to have a lot of nasty messes still to clean up. And it's okay. Stay chill. Stay relaxed about it. Uh, baby steps. We're, we're just focusing on, on progressing forward. And we're not focusing on the setbacks. All right, number eight is incentivize. Sometimes it's just not enough for them to be all excited about getting underwear and being a big kid. Uh, because after a little bit, they might think, well, maybe underwear is just not that big of a deal. Because, <laughs> uh, I don't know, it was just easier leaving it all up to mom and dad. And they maybe they would get a little lazy. So... That's when you pull out the sticker chart and look, you can get stickers if you if you go pee pee on the potty and instead of on the floor or in your underwear, you get to put these fun stickers on this chart. And look, if you go poop, you get a really big sticker to put on the chart. Um, or mini M and M's, uh, you can give them. Uh, one every time that they successfully make it to the toilet and two if it's poop or something like that. You you get to be a little creative with this. Um so with uh with our three kids, with Lydia and with Amber, I did need the mo the extra incentives of M&Ms and stickers. But with Penny, mm. I didn't. Now Lydia and Amber both, they were like, "Yeah, and Penny, we're going to start bringing out the sticker chart and, <laughs> and M&M's. Like, they started to say that, and I was like, shh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to mention that. Because Penny was excited already. Yeah, she yeah. she was ready. She wanted to do this all, all on her own and be 
all big kid and grown up just like Amber and Lydia. And so I was like, why bring out these incentives Mm -hmm. if we don't need them? And then have to wean her off of them, too. Yeah, if they're already... Again, this is something just in general. Yeah. Better for them to be excited about the thing without some unrelated incentive, if yes. possible. Yes. And if they are excited, definitely don't add oh, some absolutely. incentive. Yeah. yeah. And Lydia Lydia was a, a little disappointed, but I, I I explained to her it's 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 better that uh Yeah. That it's this way. I told her, look, you're not getting M and M's anymore when you go potty. Oh yeah, you could see the light go on in her <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, so that's incentivizing. Number nine, troubleshooting. Sometimes you get into a bit of a power struggle. <sighs> what to do? So if, uh, if they don't want to go on the potty, this is a little bit hand in hand with number eight. What I started doing with Amber like she did not after like day three or day I maybe it was around day four she had got the hang of it and then she was like no I'm just gonna go pee wherever I feel like it so what I started doing again try to keep it positive was I would say hey I'm gonna go potty I'm gonna go pee in the potty and mm, then I'm gonna get an M&M because I went pee pee in the potty and I made a big show of that that when I I successfully went uh Instead of, and this was this was difficult for me because I was already kind of mad that she was on purpose holding it in. <laughs> um, but I, I I had to work to control myself, and I'd say, "Hey, it's good. It's good that you went poo poo in your underwear because you're no longer holding it in. Mm. You're no longer hurting your body. And now we'll work on going poo poo in the potty." And, uh, and that was a struggle I, that took like a month to get past. Uh, and again, it's one step at a time. You focus on the positive and, and, uh, and try to not get discouraged about, about the constant messes. Uh, one book that really helped us, uh, when we were in, uh, getting into some power struggles was a book called Everyone Poops, which is this, I don't know, it's just this weird book (laughs) all about poop. Uh, and it's, it's It's great for whenever you have friends and family come over, you, you give that to your child and you say, Hey, go ask uncle Matt to read this book to you. And, uh. And yeah, it's it's like so much fun. Taro Gomi. Always so much fun to watch the relatives' faces as they're reading all this book that's uh-huh. all about poop. And what does whale poop look like? I want and uh, which end of the snake snake is its butt, and so forth mm. like that. A one hump camel makes a one hump poop, <laughs> and a two hump camel makes a two hump poop. Just oh, kidding. Only kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the kids—that's their favorite page. Um. But it's a, it, you know, the kids love it. It helps them feel more relaxed about uh, what's sort of a taboo subject among adults. And, um, oh, something else that helped was uh, uh, have them role play. So with mm. Amber, uh, she has her, her stuffed zebra that she carries everywhere with her. And so one time I, um, I had her, 
she was sitting on the on the practice potty and she, I could tell she needed to go, but she was holding it in. And I was like, oh, let's I bet zebra needs to go potty. And so I got out a bowl for him and I put the held the little zebra over the potty. And I was like and I talked about, oh, he's pooping now and so forth. And uh, and she laughed about it and, and it made her like children really respond to role playing. Uh, pretend is very real to them. And so if they can if they can role play it with their their stuffed animals and their toys and stuff, that's going to help them with navigating the real world. Um I would I would some people like to do uh diaper for naps as well. I would mm. I would recommend not doing that with I think with it was with Lydia or with Amber. Um I was doing naps or uh, diapers for naps in bedtime. And I I had to cut them out because what they would do is they'd somehow <laughs> hold all the pee and all the poop from the entire day in mm. until they got to their nap, and then they go in their diaper. Yeah. And uh and and you can't have that. And so again, there's gonna be messes. There's gonna be a mess in the bed. Uh, so make sure you've got a water waterproof pad. Uh, I would only do a diaper for at nighttime because that's a whole different ball game. It's it's like ten hours long, yeah. But uh, they can definitely go potty right before they take a nap and right after, hmm. and uh, and try to have them do that. And if there's a mess in the bed, you know, you just you work past it, you work through it. But I would I would avoid a diaper for nap times. And the last thing for troubleshooting. Uh, I would stick with training at least three days up to a week. If you really don't seem to be making progress, take a couple a couple months break and then try again. Uh, that can be frustrating and discouraging. Maybe they just aren't ready. Um, and if you're really getting stressed about it, uh, that's not good for them. If they're getting stressed about it, it's not good. Uh, if you need to, just take a break and come back to it. And you know... It may be that getting back into a diaper and them having to sit in their mess for a little bit again mm. while uh, while you're, you know, busy with something that's more pressing. Maybe, maybe that'll help them think, you know, it really was better when I could go take care of this myself. Um, and then they'll be more more ready to try again. You never know. Mm. And And maybe other kids, they'll be really discouraged and said that they have to go to diapers and you and you just say again you're their friend through this uh and you say it's okay we'll try again it's it's not a bad thing uh that we're back in diapers we'll just we'll try again in a little bit you'd be encouraged all right last thing that i have to say about this number 10 is google it because i don't have all the answers mm. but somewhere out there someone and probably lots and hundreds of people, they've gone through your exact situation. And they've posted about it because they've searched the internet and not found the answers they were looking for. And so they they blogged about their struggles. And so now, you'd, now you'll have the answers. Reach out to friends and family. Reach out to strangers. Ask how did they potty train their kids. Mm. People are sympathetic. And they're willing to try to help you figure this out. I'm I'm serious. Like mm. maybe Maybe right. not strangers. Maybe a stranger on the internet. Yeah. Maybe not like 
the person ahead of you in line at the grocery store. Well, yeah, I, I'm talking about like, I don't know how guys do it, but like uh, mommy friends, if if we're just sitting there at, at the park and, and you're with another friend or, or I mean, you're you just happen to be sitting on the bench with some other mom and mm-hmm. she's like, oh, your daughter is so cute. And oh, thank you. We're we're in the middle of potty training. Oh, how's that going? And uh well yeah. here's what worked for me and so forth like yeah. people are friendly on this topic uh they're it seems a strange topic to be friendly about it is but it's a it's a real icebreaker and, and <laughs> like i'm serious they'll they'll try to help you out i mean they're they polite can. to your face at least <laughs> people are gonna try and help you figure yeah. this out yeah. they're they're on your side so don't be right. afraid to to reach out to people and ask how did how did they do, handle different situations. All right, and that's all I have to say on the topic. Mm. Anybody else? Uh, <laughs> anybody else? Anybody do you, else? <laughs> anyone? Do you, Brian, anyone? have anything to add? Uh, let's see. Uh, the second kid is easier than the first kid, and the third oh, yeah. kid. I mean, when they see their older siblings, they want to following their footsteps so yeah. i don't know if there's a way to to leverage that when you're if you have an only child i don't know if you can get them around some um older cousins or or friends friend, at school or yeah, church that they play with a lot yeah if you can maybe uh maybe use that but um yeah it's not i don't know if that's something you can it's like everything with parenting you can only force so much you're going to need to find a way to help them make the decision <laughs> to do it. Yeah. Um, that's that's parenting, helping them develop their their will to do the right thing. And you can't do that except by living life and uh, reminding them what the right thing is. And tell and Leading I mean by example. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But there's not a way to. There's not a way to make them do the right thing. I mean, you can hold their hand and and force them to to a certain degree, but <laughs> they're but not going to do gonna that when you're when you let go of them unless yeah. they've they've chosen to do it. So, um, yeah, uh, this is probably a good uh, good practice for, for for the rest of life for the rest of parenting. <laughs> uh, so good luck. Um. Everybody gets it eventually, so don't. There uh, is that. Don't despair. Three yeah. days—that's nothing. A week—that's really not that. Not scheme, not bad. Yeah. Keep your so, perspective. Yep. Well, and honestly, some really good tips. Yeah, and honestly, try not to compare your kid with other people's kids. Oh yeah, sure. Um, I know someone who's very sad that their two-year-old has not been potty trained, and like. Uh, Penny, Penny practically potty trained herself. Now we're still having some accidents again. That just goes with the yeah. territory. But she, uh, I mean, she was the one that was reminding herself to go sit on the toilet and everything. So uh, she wanted to her- earn her big girl underwear. Uh, but every kid's going to be different. They're going to be ready at different ages, different stages. Different things are going to motivate them. Again, and two, like... Uh, Penny's the third child. This other two-year-old, they're the first child in the family. Uh, it, it really is easier for the younger kids. The siblings are going to have that motivation to 
catch up to the bigger ones. All right. Yes. All right. This has been Potty Training Tips with Brian and Melissa Coza. I think that was good. So let us know if uh, if you have any questions. Still, I'm sure Melissa can can uh, help give you some personalized tips for your <laughs> son or daughter. Sure. Uh, give us. Uh, let's see. You can leave a comment on our website, tto.coser.us slash 155. And you can also send an email, tto at coser.us. So let us know if you have any questions. Let us know if this helped. And uh, let us know if there's any other any other tips episodes like this. Yeah, something that, that like you us want to do. Yeah. I think, um, I think next time I'm going to do... I'll probably just uh, kind of give you an update on on the stuff I've been reading and listening to on uh, on homeschooling, education, parenting. That's all. It's all really the same thing. I know I've just blown your mind. <laughs> <laughs> My glassy-eyed <So>. stare. <laughs> so I know good. you're not interested in parenting, education, <laughs> uh, the development of human beings. Uh, uh, trying to grow closer to God. I know Shut you're not up. interested in any of these things. Uh, books, um, shepherding a child. You're making me look bad again. I know you're not interested, but I I bet there's a few of our listeners that could be interested. So uh, tune in for that. I bet that'll be your next thing. Is that or maybe an, maybe another uh, stuff I learned on oh, yeah. Wikipedia type it's episodes. Um, probably do a few small things like that. And um, I've still got to plan it out if we're going to do any any big research ones other than our, our hundred movies that we're a third of the way through, through yeah. in theory. I feel I feel like it's time to do some sort of taste testing episode again. Yeah. Um, okay. Maybe you guys can send in some ideas. I've had a few ideas, but I, I, I don't know. We've talked about doing fruit. Wouldn't necessarily have to buy every fruit, but we probably probably would go buy all the ones we can. Can we try a couple new ones? Um, I kind of like the idea of doing top ten nut butters. Okay, yeah, that would be a fun one. I uh, we'll probably get to ten. We'll probably get like uh, because what you've got peanut, almond, cashew, what? hazelnut. So you've got at least four or five nuts, and then you've got chocolate versions of all Macadamia. of those. Yeah, and yeah, that'd probably be pretty fun. So something like that. Yeah, shoot us some ideas if you wanna. If you've got any, uh, if you want us food, to I, chart the waters for you. Yeah, if you want us we'll to go eat go a there. bunch of one food, we'll do it for you. Get any good for ideas? Research yeah, for and you, science, and of course, always welcome to join us. Oh yeah, that makes it more fun. Not on the podcast. You're welcome Aww. to do it at home, as we do it, and then Aww, uh, you can send an email, and we'll. Aww, we need a guest. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> you, you antisocial, uh, uninclusive. I bet probably other, any of the people that have contacted us would be fine. Yes, I'm Brian Kozer. I'm Melissa Kozer. You've been listening to Ten to One. But way to they, pull in the music to shut me up. What if they come out of the wood? Some really weird ones come out of the woodwork. You know? What? What would be weird, food-wise? Oh, no, not the food. It's the people. Like having guest hosts. No, we don't are... have weird people on this podcast. That's what I'm trying to say. I we want to keep it that way. We don't have weird listeners either. That I we've never... heard, that we know of. That we know of. Well, 
See, only the normal people feel like commenting is thus far. I so think I'm so. banking on that continuing. I think so. I just remember when I started writing in for the Sci-Fi Christian podcast and how obsessed I was with that show, <laughs> or when I created a website you can't live for the, in the 372 past pages web uh, podcast and how obsessed I was at building that web page. I'm just. I guess I would want I would want someone that obsessed with yeah, me. So never yeah. never mind. Never yeah, mind. If you're weird that... enough to be that into Yeah, I mean, okay. I don't know what I'm thinking then. 